Hey guys, welcome back to Bold and Beautiful Movie Talks, the podcast where Andrew and I talk about movies in either a bold nor beautiful fashion. Andrew, why don't you let the our, not our viewers, but our listeners in on uh, what we're going to be reviewing today. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, it just sound. came out. It's uh, about Hitler. It's kind of a comedy. Yeah, it was weird, mm. man. It's the director's type. How do you say it? Not even at the directors. Man. Well, I mean, he's, the, he's very. Uh, Is he like popular. theatrical? Oh, he's a big one. Well, he's well, he did the Thor Ragnarok. Oh, so that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Roll the intro music, Andrew. Up. Uh, You've done that one before. Huh? No, <laughs> I switch I did, up I every said, time. Roll that intro music. Wait, I'm supposed to make a noise. Yeah. Okay. Alright, Drew, so give us a quick synopsis. So it's about a young boy in Hitler's army that finds out his mother's hiding a Jewish girl in their home. So the young boy's Jojo, and his mom is Rosie, which is Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. So she's hiding a Jewish girl in his home, and he's in the he's in a Hitler's army, and he thinks like Jews have like horns and serpents' yeah, tails, very... and they tell all the kids this, and it's very it's very brainwashed, really brainwashed, but actually they kind of make it very funny satirical i thought it was since it was just like i felt like the audience was just bombarded with so much propaganda that it Mm. felt uncomfortable Mm. and then they start mock i mean it was mocked all the way but like it was just so much of it that it was just like man this is like really just uncomfortable and then he starts you know turning the tide or whatever that was kind of funny but I think it, it was, was it, but it was they, just they did weird. so much that it made it seem like like obviously it's fake. Yeah. You know, stuff to know. So Jojo has to figure out what to do with this Jewish girl in his house. Right. And the fact that his mom is hiding one and his best friend is actually Hitler. Which is well, that's his imaginary friend. His imaginary best friend. Which you're not sure at the beginning if he's imaginary. Yeah, the first not. scene you're like, well, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then... In the opening, you think that it's really Hitler, yeah. but it's not. And yeah, I thought that was cool. Hitler is the director of this movie as well. Uh, I thought... When I went... When I thought about it, uh, when I went into it, I wasn't really sure what to think of it. I know Steven mentioned that it was pretty good or he heard good reviews about it, so it wasn't bad. Well, it's high, it has a high uh, Rotten Tomato score, right? It has a high like 97 or something? Yeah, I think Critic pretty high. An 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. So, it wasn't in theaters for a while. That's why we didn't see it because it was in select theaters. And then finally, oh. they released it at AMC and we saw it there. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it was, I thought it was okay, and then when I watched it, it was better than I thought, because I had, I didn't have high expectations, mm-hmm. I think you thought I had higher expectations. I thought it was, I had low expectations. I thought it was going to suck. I had mid-expectations, and it met those mid-expectations. What did you like about it? What do you think about it before going into it? Um, I mean, the trailers made it look horrible, and then you were like, hey, let's go see this, and I was like, nah, but then you were like, it's for Steven's birthday, and I was like, alright, well, maybe, and then I was like, alright, let me just go see it then. So my expectations were pretty dang low. It just looked really dumb in trailers. I fell asleep. I fell asleep for about like a minute, oh, okay. but it wasn't crucial to the story because I was like, right, like I was like, I was still there, and I don't, I don't think I missed anything. Um, so yeah, so before I thought it was gonna be super lame, and then as I'm watching it, it was pretty funny right off the bat, and I'm very like, 
I'm very critical on comedies, um, and it's pretty comedically in your face. So a lot of their jokes were were hitting pretty well. So that was funny. Um, so yeah, so I was surprised when I was watching it pretty early on in the movie. I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I thought. And then it takes a different turn, and that was cool. And the the performances were great. So overall, I was very well uh, pleased. I was very well surprised. So yeah. All right. So real quick, give us a rating, uh, one to ten. Give it a six. Really? Yeah. I, I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. Wow. Um, I wouldn't give it a 7 or 8. I thought you were going to give it like a 10. No, I didn't I didn't come out of it. Like, I love the movie. I like the movie. Yeah. But maybe more of a 7. I know seven's not like a C, though, in our reading. Right. So, yeah, 7 sounds better than me. It's more mid. Right. I'll give it like a 7.5. Well, 7 is a mid. Mid is fine, but like seven, I'll give it like a seven point five. Mid is close five. to an eight. So you did like it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was very. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't like it. It just. You just hated it. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was darker than I thought it would be. He was. I was reading the the, like the trivia, and the director was saying that. He didn't want to make it too dark, but kind of have like an underlying thing of darkness in the movie like don't like don't show too much dark. actually it was pretty dark I don't think it was dark at all Wh- which parts were dark because uh, it was just it was just drenched in comedy so that way it doesn't feel well, dark I guess the ending was a little dark and then the situation with his mom yeah I mean yeah no right it had a dark moment but overall I don't think it was just so comedically drenched in every dark concept because there were dark concepts but it was just dressed in in comedy so that way that's it's not heavy makes it the darkness of it, like, yeah, it behind waters the it down. Cool. Okay, so uh, the title, Jojo Rabbit, um, I was pretty eager to to figure out why it was called Jojo Rabbit, and then you figure out his name is Jojo, and then there's the scene where he's asked to kill a rabbit, and in then... The, in the Hitler's army. Yeah. The, the older kids that yeah, are the you know, trying to commander guy or something. Yeah, exactly. So he, he orders him to kill the rabbit, and then Jojo, because he's a good kid, he lets it go. Um, and then he kind of runs away to like debrief and then he comes back. But yeah, so they call him Jojo Rabbit as a nickname. I think my favorite parts are just his interactions with Hitler. When he, when he's like, oh God, that was crazy, huh? And he goes and talks to him, like whenever he goes. Yeah. And just, and Hitler trying to keep him loyal to him. Right. In his subconscious mind as an imaginary friend. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, as far as, yeah, the, 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 the title. Um, there you go. All right, you want to talk about the actors a little bit? Okay, yeah, Jojo. I looked into these a little bit earlier. Jojo is Roman Griffin Davis. He hasn't done anything before, the little kid. Um, the Jewish girl is Thomason McKenzie. She plays Elsa in this um, movie. Uh, she was also in The King. She played the Queen of Denmark. So she was oh. Timothy Chalamet's sister that's in charge of Denmark. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And she was also in The Hobbit. The newest Hobbit as Astrid, and leave no trace. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was the mom. She plays Rosie. Uh, you know she's been in Scarlett or yeah, no, Lost in Translation, uh, Avengers, uh, and Natasha. The Widow, no Black Widow. There Black you go. Widow, Black Widow. That's like her bigger one. That's Adolf her is how do you say his name, Jeremy? Takai. Uh, yeah, I think it's Takai Wat Watiki. He's from New Zealand. Oh, that's a New Zealand name, if anything. Yeah, and he plays Adolf. Um, he's also the director. He's been in stuff like What We Do in the Shadows. He's also the director? 
he's the director. Yeah. So he's the, the director. The director is Adolf. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. wow, that's crazy. Yeah, he direct and he plays Korg in Thor. He's like, "What's up, man? We can do a brother." Oh, show? that's him. He goes, "Hey, man." Yeah, he also directed. A, wow, so he likes being in his movies. Yeah, he does. I, I feel like that's a common thing. And then there's Sam Rockwell, who plays uh, right. George Bush in Vice. Yeah. And he also is in Three Billboards, uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which was nominated for. Uh, Never heard of that. Yeah, he was in that. I don't know what. What do you know Rockwell from? Um, Iron Man Two. Oh yeah, he was in Iron. He plays Man like the well. weaponist kind of guy. But I, in this movie, he plays like a leading, like a top general kind of guy and he's he got a, injured so he's not out in battle like he wishes he could be so he's in charge of bringing these these nazi youth kids up to kids, speed and stuff. which one of the youth kids is jojo yeah so and then his counterpart is alfie allen which is uh theon Greyjoy from game of thrones For those of you who know that and then that's and then they have rebel wilson Oh right, you like her? Stand her. Goodness gracious! Well, I mean, she always plays the same role. She so does. She just changes outfits. Um, Pitch Perfect is like Pitch her, Perfect main her main thing. And then I was gonna add one more with Stephen Merchant. He plays Caliban from Logan. That's right. Yeah, um, he's a creepy he's kind face. of creepy looking guy. Yeah. He was also in Good Boys, which is a recent movie that just came out. Oh, but the boys oh, that are like yeah. act really bad or whatever, and yeah. he buys a sex doll. So it's kind of funny. Nice. Um, fits his part. And so yeah, that's all the. The notable actors, unless you notice some more, but, um, oh, yeah, Rebel Wilson's just part of the army girls. Yeah, she's like a secretary kind of girl, but she kind yeah. of assists in different kind of things, though. Yeah, with, yeah. with the Nazi army, and then Stephen Merchant, uh, He's like one of those... Inspectors? He's kind yeah, of like... Uh, finding the Jews who are, like, being hidden and stuff. Ignorious Bastards, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Waltz. Oh He's yeah, like the that's right. Character totally that goes to different homes. Totally, I feel like the actors did really well. I I really love the relationship between uh, JoJo and Elsa, the Jewish girl. Yeah, and then he the the fact that he like writes her letters from her fiance. Right, kind of builds their relationship. And the but that was like that, at the end though. That was at the end. That was like the last five minutes. Throughout it, he's like, "So do you have horns?" And she's like, "Yeah, we grew up in caves, right? And things like that." And I and I thought that was kind of funny. And then Scarlett Johansson is just a really great actress. I, I like her. I don't know how did you like... No, yeah. I mean, she she, she had such a weird role. Um, she was very quirky. And then um, her character has a has an interest... It's not only really an arc, but you figure out things about her along the way that kind of make her, her character interesting. And then Jojo, he's the one who has a really big arc. And then Elsa kind of has a smaller kind of arc. But again, Jojo is obviously the center of the movie. And then you kind of see him start off as this super passionate patriot not well i guess yeah like nationalistic nazi kid who wants to be this huge you know hero nazi and then um in finding elsa the jewish girl he's conflicted because he's he's not as brutal he doesn't have that that brutality jews aren't like the devil right well well, yeah but he he couldn't even you know he's not he's not violent at all so he he's conflicting of trying to be this nazi while trying to well, I guess kind of falling into this relationship with the Jewish girl because he's just not violent, and then they kind of just become friends because, one, he's not violent, um, and she's cool, and then he's conflicted as far as, like, wait, Jewish people aren't like this because she's not like this, and it's really cool. You see him cloud his mind with all these different sides, um, and then he kind of makes the the choice to kind of, okay, she's cool, and they're not as cool anymore. And, and he has le- he's less likely to... Um 
be part of the Nazi army. We, we didn't mention, but he throws a grenade and it bounces back and blows up on him. I didn't see that happening. And it's funny is when he jumps in the air to throw the, the grenade, uh, Adolf, his imaginary yeah. friend, is jumping with him. And then he like gets all scarred up, which he doesn't look that bad. I know. They made it seem all they made crazy. It seem like he's like, I'm a monster. But maybe that's a play on words or something. I don't know. No, it's not because um, I don't know if you've seen the show Punisher. But have you? I haven't seen this. Okay, show, so but... in the end of season one, it's cool look quick. In, in, in the end of season one, the main guy, Punisher, he destroys like the main villain and he just destroys his face. It's brutal. And this, and then at the end of the last scene of the first season, they go, his face is insanely scarred and he looks like a monster. Second season, you see him and he just has all these little tiny scars. So it's literally the exact same thing, but since it's a long movie and since, or the series is long, I feel like, okay, well, they can't spend four hours on prosthetics every single day for five hours, like, you know? So I think Healing because... Him? No, wow. as in just, like, if they made it look super deformed, that would have taken so much time to do all the prosthetics for that every single day. So I think for this movie, I think it's the same thing. It's this little kid actor. They're not going to put him in a makeup chair for eight hours trying to put this crazy blown up face on him. Mm, so they okay, have to, for efficiency's sake, I think that's kind of what they do. And that's what I'm sensing as a trend. too. If he could blown up by a grenade, he would have been in the hospital for a couple of days. And His face would have been half would've... there. Yeah, it would be looked so much worse. But then also if you do all that stuff to his face and his body then you would be able to see his emotion and his facial expressions as well totally totally so yeah they have to underplay it a little bit but so yeah he did that so they started putting him on like putting up signs and stuff and like yeah he was taken things. out of like the combat and more into the yeah i like to see him he goes he can take one of the the clones oh yeah like the blonde white kids and walk him or something i don't know yeah something like that what were we saying? which uh so that was interesting and then i think Scarlett Johansson did a really good job in this role, and I really like, um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite scene, but I like the scene where he really wants his dad, and then so she puts like... Yeah, it's like uh, an ash from like the ash fireplace. from the fireplace and the dad's coat on, and talks to the, him like he's her, like she's his dad. She puts the ash on her face, yeah. so it looks like she has a beard. Yeah, and then she's talking to him like the dad, and then she's talking to herself, and if I was like, me now, I'm like, What's wrong with her? She yeah. lost it. But the kid... She's she, quirky, though. So quirky. It's, yeah, it's, so she really gets her personality. Um, yeah, so I think she just did a really good job with that. Um, I don't know who showed the most emotion. Probably the Jewish girl. Uh, T- Thomas and Mackenzie. I don't know. Not most emotion. Like, who made you feel something? You know I mean? Well, I think JoJo. I mean, JoJo had a lot of... I mean, obviously, he carried it. But he had these moments of, like... I'm super pro-Nazi, anti-Jew. And then you see him pretty pro-Jew, and then he ends up becoming super anti-Nazi. Um, so he, he has this huge arc, and in doing so, he has these crazy emotional moments. So he has a moment where like he tries to stab the girl because... Oh, spoiler yeah. alert, take that's that. That's okay. okay. So let's, um, just do let's just do it. Cool. So <laughs> the mom dies because she gets discovered that she was helping the Jewish girl. So Jojo walks around in the city. Then he sees her hanging because some of the the traitors were being lynched or Jews were being lynched out oh. in the public square. So and he I, sees her there. And I then... found out in the trivia that the mom was hung because she was giving out leaflets to protect the Jews or some type of oh. revolutionary something. It was something small, I think, right. where she was caught doing something. But yeah, you're saying the mom was um, hung in the middle of yeah. square. So he sees being a traitor. Right. So he sees her and he has that breakdown and then he goes to 
try and stab Elsa, which he kind of does. Kind of stabs her, but then he stops. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, like, tiny little flesh wound, but it was, like, emotional, because it's, like, he's conflicted. He's like, we're friends, and now I hate you because of this thing happened. really strong scene. Yeah. So, like, he has those moments. So I think, emotionally, I think he, he, you know, especially as a little boy, too, and he's a pretty good kid actor. He was a good actor. So he's able to kind of portray those kinds of emotions and stuff. He wasn't in anything. Like, I I look nothing else. Good for him, man. This is a huge debut film. He's from, he's from the UK. Oh, is he? Oh, that yeah. makes sense because he has the accent. But yeah, but yeah. All right. So, how about your best scene? Uh, my best scene. I have mine. If you don't have yours, I hope it's not the one I just went over with you. Uh, I guess it would be the scene where he stabs her. I did. I forgot okay. about that scene. Well, is that what it is? That's not mine. No. Oh, okay. I really like that scene. Now that I think about it, because yeah. he like stabs her, and then because his mom died, and the, it's her fault. Right. It's partially her fault. Yeah. And then after that, um, which is this ball ending, whatever. So after that, um, she tells him that the mom has always been helping Jews, Jews, and that the dad did go AWOL, and he's also helping Jews. Right. That's and, right. That was and, cool. Uh, once the war is over, the dad's gonna come back. Yeah. So he feels like he doesn't have anything, and they're looking out the window at all the bombing happening in in Germany, like yeah. the Russians, everybody that are like that the Germans are fighting off. And I think that whole scene of them looking out the window and he's like, oh, like, I don't have anybody. And she, I think she says, you have me. I think so. Yeah, I forgot. Um, But I think the whole scene where he stabs her, or he has the knife in his hand, he's crying, he's looking at her and he stabs her and just like the intensity of that scene. I really liked it. So what about you? Yeah, for sure. Um, So mine is is the one that you kind of mentioned when he throws a grenade. I thought that was so funny because one, it's unexpected. So you almost think it's like a daydream kind of thing. So he runs up. You see Hitler running. There's a lot of stuff like that in this movie where you think that he's imagining it. Yeah, because it's it's very theatrical. It's very you know. So yeah, so he he hits this epic scene where he grabs a grenade out from Sam Rockwell's hands and he throws it. It hits a tree, comes back to him with it. It was just it was just very funny. It was very like out there, and that kind of that was the first moment where it was not the first moment, but it was a it was a moment where it was just very theatrical. So you're. It kind of set the tone for other theatrical stuff, you know, kind of happening. Um, I do, I do love the scenes with he has his little friend, his little chubby white friend who's a Nazi. Oh yeah, his dude, he was friend, so uh, funny in there. Yorkie. My favorite, yeah. one of my favorite scenes with his friend is when um, the everybody's attacking the city and his friend has a grenade launcher. Yeah, he's like, "Can you help me with this?" Yeah, <laughs> and then he drops it like a lot. He drops it. <laughs> he hey, shoots. gives him a hug. <laughs> yeah, I gotta was... go back and fight in the war. Yeah, he has a lot of fun little scenes. Okay, so as far as the director, again, I know we kind of mentioned it before, but I think whenever you have a kid actor, the director, I think, is hugely responsible for how the kid actor performs. So, um, I mean, again, Jojo, he did a great job in this movie, you know, the actor. Um, And then, I mean, also him being Hitler, he, like, it was such a fun theatrical Hitler that he portrayed, which is really weird, because you're... My first... I guess, feeling when you start seeing his relationship with Hitler was like, are they trying to make Hitler seem not as evil? But then it really kind of, you know, it it, it changes its uh, its vibe. So it really does make you feel like he is evil. So I was glad that they weren't trying to like downplay Hitler to try and make him kind of good. So they kind of really ended up kind of changing that. Takai Watiki, the director, <laughs> said that, we'll just call him Quark. Quark from Marvel. He said that he's actually Jewish. So he said it, him becoming, him, him oh, being wow. Adolf is kind of like an F you. Wait, so he's in New Zealand and he's Jewish? He's some type of Jewish. I, okay. I was looking at some, some type of Jew. Okay. 
person. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he did, um, he's been a lot of actors. He was in What We Do in the Shadows. He actually is in one episode of The Mandalorian. Which wow, I just, look at that. I just watched two episodes of that. It was really good. That's um, right. I just have to see that. What We Do in the Shadows, he's in there. Uh, he's Cork. He does a lot of acting. Uh, let me look at his directing. Now, directing, he also directed What We Do in the Shower, shower Showers. Shadows, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, and I think that's enough. But yeah, so he's 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 done some big ones. There's a movie that I heard, a short called Two Cars One Night. That's what made him popular. And a lot of stuff that he acts in, he also seems to direct or write as well. So he does, he's done a lot of he's he's very involved in the Marvel universe, and he's uh, has a certain like very blunt uh, comedy like oh man that sucks you know like you know what I mean I don't know what kind of comedy that is I, I couldn't understand from from that example <laughs> oh he's like how he isn't with as Hitler that's how that's how his comedy oh, is well like, it's, it's very sticky it's very cheesy very big very again theatrical it's very like Nickelodeon kind of style cheesy mm-hmm. kind of stuff also cheesy that's what I just said yeah Cheesy. I like cheese. All right. So, so then, go ahead. I was going to say music, but you can finish it. Oh, I was just saying, I think he did a fairly good job. Um, yeah, I mean, the flow is really great. Um, it looks great. Um, it was a little bit serious, too. So there's a lot of good serious moments, too. So that kind of shows that he can do both the comedic and the right. more serious. It's like 80% comedy, 20% drama. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good way to put it in. Cool. Music? Yeah, go ahead, man. Cool. So the music in this was pretty it was pretty cool. So um, it does kind of, they have those moments where, um, have you seen a Moonrise Kingdom? That's what I, okay, so I Yeah, say, I thought it was like the same thing in the I trailers. I thought, like, when they showed the trailers of them in the camp, I thought of, totally. I thought of Moonrise Kingdom, totally. but it's just like a Hitler version of Moonrise Kingdom. Right. Which it kind of, what it seems, what, what it feels it like. It approaches it that way. I initially thought Wes Anderson did this one, but... I thought he did it because it looked similar. Yeah. Like it was like something else, but like in a different way. But it right. was, you know. yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Michael Giacchino is uh, the composer, and he's very he's a big one. So he does, or he's he's doing the new Batman, and then he does a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, he did Rogue One. He does some Disney movies, some animation stuff. So he's he's been all around. So he's he's a big name. Um, yeah. So as far as in this movie, he. He doesn't have these huge epic music moments, but there's music a lot in the movie. It's just very chipper, very fun, very like, like like uh, like a summer camp kind of. I don't know, that was more circusy, but like it has these little flutes. Moonrise Kingdom. Right, so it has these like these piccolos, these flutes that kind of just make you think of like you're in like a band or like you know this little like a Cub Scout, Boy Scout kind of you know kind of thing. So it has those moments and it has serious moments, but there's no epic. Music, you don't walk out, out of there like, man, that music was great. It's just you realize it supplements the movie. So it doesn't take any big melodies. It doesn't take over at all. It just supplements the story. So, Well, he did Avengers Endgame songs, Incredibles 2, Coco, Cars 3. Well, yeah, man. He did a oh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he did both of them. He did both of the the, Spider- the new Spider-Mans. Ratatouille. Yeah, Disney movies, Star Wars movies. Um, yeah. And everything in between. Cool. So uh, let's let's talk about the ending. So the ending, um, which ends 
JoJo's arc, which we kind of oh, we we brought up already, so basically becomes really fond of the Jewish girl, and then he abandons his Nazi um, roots. Basically, he more than fought, he falls in love with her, right? But then she's like, "I see you like a brother." And right, like, that was the okay, funny well, moment. Okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and then you see the last time he sees um, Hitler in his mind, Hitler is like serious. It's like one of the first times we've seen him. We've seen Hitler be serious. Well, he's also serious because he shot himself in the head. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they show that, but not like too much in graphic detail. But right. I thought it's still funny. Yeah. Oh, they made it funny. Yeah. And so he basically says, like JoJo, like remember that Jewish girls are rat. You are this. You're a Nazi killer, whatever. And then uh, oh, yeah. JoJo has the F you Adolf, and then he kicks Me. Hitler out the window. Kicks out the window. That was funny. So so that was that was like the huge like pivotal moment in his character because then he. He abandons his Nazi, you know. Where he chooses to be who he is versus what he's been trying to force himself to be. Right. So. And also, I know you kind of addressed a little bit, but the war comes to an end at the end of the movie. So the Americans come, the, the, Russians. the Russians come, and everyone else, whatever. And they basically defeat the Germans, and then... Um, the town's getting overrun. By... Right. And now they're all safe, and blah, blah, blah. So then... So at, at the end of the movie, the war is over, and then... Uh, it's safe in their city and stuff and then like he, that. He tells her that it's not over because he doesn't want her to leave. Right. I wasn't sure if she knew that he was lying. Yeah. Or, or if she just was like, "Oh crap! Well, I guess I'm gonna stay in this right. wall for a lot longer." Well, she started crying, so I don't know oh, if that. So she did take. Exception. I think she did, but you can tell she is kind of reading him. But I think yeah, and then she finds out, and then. Um, then they dance. Yeah, but that I thought that was super funny because he asks her. What she, what she's gonna do when the, if the, with the war ends and then she says dance and then at the very end it's unexpected she, she barely you think it's funny you don't it was think really it's it was really cute it was funny though I don't think it was that cheesy the whole movie's theatric so it's hard to make things cheesy when they intentionally make all these theatrical scenes and tones and stuff so I don't think I love that scene I thought that was really funny I didn't think it was that cheesy I think it was necessary because they've already set this tone of like big and sticky and stuff. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to say about it, man? Yeah. I was hoping the dad would come back. But then that would be That's like... That's right. That would be a whole different thing. There were some loose ends. So one of them is Sam Rockwell's characters. Obviously, he's this leading general, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a, there's a scene where Elsa acts as... Or he, she impersonates um, JoJo's sister who went... Dis- who, ooh, yeah, she went AWOL. I don't you know didn't what really mention was. what happened to the sister. Right. That was the loose end, I think. She was just missing. And then, so Elsa impersonates her uh, because those um, those scouts, those... The, the people that are looking for Jewish people. In yeah. House they come to JoJo's house and then they see her and she impersonates um, the sister. And so then Sam, Rock, Sam, Sam Rockwell, um, he takes her papers to... to to check it, or to make sure that she is blah, blah, blah. Sam Rockwell checks Elsa's papers to make sure that she is the sister, because that's who she's impersonating. Yeah. He sees that she accidentally got the, or that she's lying, because she, he asks her what her birthday is, and but it doesn't okay match up with, with her papers, and then he acts as if she told the truth. Yeah. And so basically we, we find out that Sam, Sam Rockwell is helping jojo hide her and blah 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 we never find out why but then he at towards the end of the movie he does tell him don't come back to work and stay here because because he can't because it was after that after that lie okay yeah so he becomes this cool guy 
um, who basically kind of looks out for JoJo and he's okay with him, which is weird because again, it's a loose end. You don't understand if he hates James or why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, then he becomes a hero. He rips off um, JoJo's Nazi uniform and then brings up commotion as if he's a Jew, and then these guys take him away, and so that JoJo can escape. And it's pretty emotional, but it was cool. Shoot all of the yeah, they're gonna kill all the hostages. All the hostages and. They put JoJo there, and then he, yeah. So that was a cool scene. That was another, it kind of completed a cool arc for him. Mm. Yeah, yeah Rocco's just really funny. He's a really funny guy. And he's, yeah, I was he surprised plays they... serious roles, too. He does. I was surprised they kind of gave him that little arc at the end, so that was cool. I love when he was, he designed his outfit for when he <laughs> right. fight the people coming. Right. That, or at least he did at the beginning, you weren't sure if they're, they're going to show that. Yeah. And he's just... This epic outfit with feathers and stuff. And Eyeliner then, and all this stuff. And then uh, Theon from Game of Thrones is like holding the speaker while the music's going off. So he lived his moment. If you see it, you'll, you'll understand yeah. it. It was funny, dude. It was good. I think uh, I think um, if it, it would be okay for the faint of heart. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you would bring kids to that. I, I wouldn't. Probably because of like all the... Just the themes are heavy, and yeah, you'd have to do a lot of understanding to make sure they kind of understand that, you know. Because again, the first, it, it really hits you in the face of like all this propaganda. So even though they're mocking it, it's still a lot, so it is kind of uncomfortable. So I would say it's not for kids, um, but adults and teens, whatever you guys can. I enjoyed it, it, and I feel like the acting was really good, <clears throat> directing was good, so I wouldn't say it was like my best, the best movie I've ever seen, but. <laughs> I don't think anyone's it was very funny, and I didn't expect it to be that funny too. So that was good. Yeah, I agree. It was yeah, it was definitely a lot more funny than I thought it was going to be. And again, I'm critical in comedies, so I was very well pleased. You're right. critical on anything, Jeremy. I sure am, but I'm very critical of comedies. Oh, more on comedy, okay? Yeah, because I'm very picky when it comes to what I laugh at. Sure. Anything else, man? That's all I can think of. All yeah. right, thank you for joining us. Um, Instagram again is our best way of contacting us. Uh, the link will be in our Instagram bio: Bold Beautiful Movie Talks. Um, and then from that link in the bio, you can listen to it on Spotify, Other blah, apps, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So tell us what movies we should do next. Um, I believe our next one that we are planning on reviewing is The King, which is on Netflix. With Timothy Chalamet. Boom. So go ahead and see that, and then we will, um, we will record that next week, and we will have that one for you guys. Go ahead and hit him with the dagger, son. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.